Hello, welcome to That Makes Sense Podcast. This is Monica. I'm walking my dog, Sammy, right now. We're in front of the river. It's beautiful, 54 degrees. Um, I am absolutely loving this sunshine that we have. I really enjoy spring. Um, I'm hoping it lasts a little bit longer than it normally does. We will see. This morning, I was thinking about being content and what that looks like for me Um, because it definitely feels, I'm going to say feels, um, because I do think it it is, it is within you with how content you are. Um, The verse I was reading is in 2 Corinthians 12, 10, for the sake of Christ, then I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. So the beginning of that verse says, for the sake of Christ, then I am content. For the sake of Christ, then I am content. Now, That really made me stop and think a little bit deeper into my attitude, how I, how, how my attitude is with myself and then how I project my attitude on to other people. And I do think being content is about our attitude. It's not about what we own. It's not about... It's just not about money. It, it is because you're being content with your current situation. But at the same time, I've seen a lot of different people um, who are content with very, very little. And I say that because of their attitude. Um, I don't hear people saying, well, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I've got this house and I've got this car and I guess I'm going to be fine. And... Um, this is all I'm ever going to get. I mean, that's not content. That's a terrible attitude. And so being content is, is how we perceive things, how we perceive ourselves, how we love ourselves, and then how we love others. Um, what our values are, what our foundational, our foundational, uh, belief system is and how we live that. So for the sake of Christ, then I am content. So it is for his sake. It is for the sake of Christ that we project and have that we have and then project the right attitude within. And can we manufacture that? Heck no, we cannot manufacture that on our own. Um, Some people try to I've definitely tried to, and there are moments still um, daily where I am having to remind myself that um, it is for the sake of Christ that I don't say this, or I do say that, or I show up here, or I don't show up there, um, that I accept responsibility, um, or that I don't use these words and I do, do, do use these words. Don't say those, those words. You get my drift. It is for the sake of Christ. 
And if I remind myself of that, it really makes my reasoning for my why so much easier because I do want to please Jesus Christ. I, I want to become more like him. I want my character to reflect him. I want to be a fruit bearer. Um, and I, when I read that verse this morning, it just, I read it differently. I, I, um, I started just thinking about, I know what I do is, I know why I do what I do. But when I look at my, and think about my attitude and know that it's for the sake of Christ, then I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. People are watching us. I'm watching me. I'm watching me. I am reflecting on my yesterday. I'm um, wondering about what today will hold. I am um, looking into the future with decisions that um, I want to make. And I have to ask myself, well, are all of those things for the sake of Christ? How will I honor him in those decisions that I do need to make? Um, let's talk about our weaknesses. Those, those are not so easy to just tell people about, right? Um, but you know, I really started thinking about that as well. And when I, uh, I was sitting at a table with a few people, um, just a few nights ago, and it was, I brought up, I Googled like dinner conversation. So if you've never done that, you'll get tons of links that you can open, but it's basically just questions that you can ask at the dinner table. Um, it may be a favorite childhood memory. It may be your biggest fear, um, your favorite foods or whatever. They're just um, questions that you can all answer and get to know one another. Well, I asked each person to name three qualities. Um, it might not have been three. It was some qualities that you love about yourself. And it was the hardest answer for people to give. It was a question that um, kind of stumped everyone, you know, and I, and it made me think about that moment when I read um, how we should be content in our weaknesses. But how about, I think sometimes we are content in our weaknesses. We are very good at saying, well, I'm not good at this. I'm not good at that. Um, I don't make friends well. I, you know, I'm not very social. I, I mean, whatever it may be. Uh, I'm not good at math. <laughs> I'm a teacher. So I hear that a lot. And you, we hear things that number one, you've never even done it. You just are probably a little afraid of it and have a fear about actually trying something because you don't know how. Um, so it's a weakness. You don't know how to do it. And that is a weakness. Um, but it made me think about how comfortable we are with actually telling the things that we don't like about ourselves. But um, I think that we should be content in, um, you know, vocalizing those things that we have, we, we've practiced and we are good at it. We could teach someone else what we know. We, 
have been reading books and we do have this knowledge, um, whatever it may be, I think um, when we become content enough to say to ourselves, I have this gift in me. I have this um, knowledge I can share with you. I have this trade that I am pretty good at and I can help you with it. It's all about for the sake of Christ, right? So in our weaknesses, I believe it's good to say, I'm not good at this, but God made someone else really good at it. And that's where that person can come in and help you with your weakness. If we can't be content in our weakness for the sake of Christ, then also, how are we going to give him any room at all to work in our lives? Maybe you're weak at quitting something that you have, that's not good for you, and you have, it's been a part of your life for as long as you can remember. And you're just, you're weak there. You don't know how. I remember that feeling with when I wanted to stop drinking. I, it was my biggest fear. I've mentioned that. It was a fear. I, I can't do it. I don't even know how. I've been doing this for so long and depending on it for so long, hiding it for so long. It's just what I do. It's just how I manipulate my day. It's, it's a big, huge weakness that I have. And um, it did take me reaching out to one or two people that I trusted, um, never fully giving them the truth of how hard it actually was, but nonetheless letting them know that it was a weakness of mine and I wanted to be different. Um, and then that gave um, God the room to come into my life and fill up that hole, that weakness that I had, so that he could provide me with his strength. And that's what he does. You know, in the Bible, it also says that we fall short of the glory of God. We absolutely can't do things on our own that we are weak in. We, we cannot do it. You have to come to a place of repentance, and repenting means to change. You have to come to a place where you tell yourself the truth because the truth sets you free. And when the truth sets you free, it sets other people free. It just changes your whole life. And, you know, I really didn't need to get into my um, alcohol habit that I had. Um, but I remember really thinking, well, the truth will set me free. And what is that going to look like? And I firmly believe that when the truth set me free, that it set other people free around me. It just, it did. It's um, when you're free inside and content inside for the sake of Christ, regardless of your insults, hardships that have happened in your life, your weaknesses, uh, persecutions, whatever they are, when you're weak, Christ is strong every single time. Um, it's not easy, but it is a life that was meant for you to have. You are meant to be free. You are not meant to be controlled by any weakness, any hardship, any insult. 
any habit that you have that you cannot stop, I 100% am telling you, you are controlled by it. You are not in control of it. It's a lie that the devil likes to tell us. He really likes to, uh, and we believe it. Yeah, we join him. It's not just him. We part of part of anything that controls us is um, deceit. And when you're being deceived, you really don't know it until you know one day. Well, I I think this might have been a little scattered, but I hope it was helpful for you in some way with what you may be dealing with in your life. Um, just remember that it's when you admit your weakness. It's when you say, this is happening in my life, but um, I'm ready to lay it aside and tell the truth to myself, repent, change, and live a new life of freedom. I hope you have the best day today, and um, I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Hello, everyone. Welcome to That Makes Sense podcast. This is Monica. I am sitting here today thinking about um, lots of things. Have you ever thought, man, I wasted my day? What did I do today? Where did my time go? I have so many things that I wanted to complete and um, I didn't get them done. I mean, I, I know I'm not the only one. So that's how my yesterday and today felt. That's how they felt to me. There was, there was time for me to do the things that I needed to do, but my mind um, was so distracted by other things going on around me that I couldn't control, that I just could not get past that resistance in me to do the things that I needed to do anyway. And that made me think, I have books all around me right now, by the way. Um, several books that I like to reference that I, that really made an impact um, with how I think. And one of those books is called The War of Art. Break through the blocks and win your inner creative battles. And so before I hopped on here, I thought, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to talk about that, of how difficult it is sometimes just to sit down and do the things we're supposed to do anyway. I am meeting with a writing coach, which I love and which I needed a long time ago to teach me the things that I didn't understand. Um, as far as organizing a book go, how that goes, the structure, uh, the flow. Um, I needed someone who knows more than I do in an area where I am wanting to succeed. So she's really, really helping me. But that doesn't mean that my resistance to sit down and do it is not still there because it is. And yesterday and really, especially today was the day that I really needed to spend time on it and had the time to spend on it. But I just couldn't get my mind to that place. And so anyway, it took me to this book I wanted to tell you about. It's a really good book. I think it's like $11 on um, 
maybe around $11 on Amazon. It's been a while since I purchased it. But anyway, it is called The War of Art. And I wanted to go through a few of these things that he opens up with about resistance because they're so interesting and definitely true. At the beginning of his book, he starts talking about what he does. I get up, take a shower, have breakfast. I read the paper, brush my teeth. If I have a phone call to make, I make it. I make it. I get my coffee. I put on my lucky work boots and stitch up the lucky laces that my niece Meredith gave me. So he's talking about just this routine that he has. And he goes on to talk about that. It's just what he does every day. There's no resistance in that. It's it's what we do. It's the things that we know we have to do, right? Like because we get paid at our day job, if you have one, then you are not going to resist that. I mean, you are, but you do it anyway because they're expecting you to show up and you get paid for that. So um, that resistance is easily fought through. Um, maybe you don't always like to take a shower or wash your face floss your teeth. Uh, that would be one of mine. But I have learned to fight through that resistance and do that anyway, because I know in the future, it's going to be a big payoff if I floss my teeth. I can tell you gingivitis runs in my family. I know all of these things. So I can remember those things and fight through that resistance. I can eat healthy food and choose, just make better choices because I have learned over time how my body feels, um, how it responds to the choices I make, what um, outcome I'm hopefully going to have by choosing those foods that are good for me late now and later in life um, for my brain, um, how my organs function. So all of those things, I can usually fight through my resistance. I've learned to do that um, because I know I've, I've have, I, it's measurable to me. Um, but then in this book, by the way, the author is Stephen Pressfield. He says, what I know, there's a secret that real writers know that wannabe writers don't. And the secret is this. It's not the writing part that's hard. What's hard is setting down to write. What keeps us from setting down is resistance. And so you can put your own word there. It's what a real um, entrepreneur uh, knows, that the hardest thing to do is the things that your mentor has asked you to do, <laughs> to start a business, to grow a business. Um, maybe you are wanting to learn how to play a new uh, instrument. So the hardest thing to do is to actually sit down and learn the keys or learn the notes or whatever it is. That's the hard part. Um, and then turning a couple of pages, I just thought these, this is really interesting. And this is probably my favorite part when I open this book because it's just the truth. Um, so he gives a, a list and it's not in order or anything of activities that most commonly, commonly elicit resistance. The pursuit of any calling in writing, painting, music, film, dance, or any creative art. The launching of any entrepreneur, venture, or enterprise for profit. 
any diet or health regimen, that's the truth. Just talked about that. Any program of spiritual advancement, any activity whose aim is to tighten the abdominals, truth, any course or program designed to overcome an unwholesome habit or addiction, amen to that, education of every kind, any act of political, moral, or ethical courage, including the decision to change for the better some unworthy pattern of thought or conduct in ourselves, absolutely, and any act that entails commitment of the heart, the decision to get married, to have a child, to weather a rocky patch in a relationship, the taking of any principled stand in the face of adversity. So those are the things that we know for a fact where we are going to feel resistance. And then this is the last part I'm going to read. Resistance cannot be seen, touched, heard, or smelled, but it can be felt. We experience it as an energy field radiating from a work in potential. It's a repelling force. It's negative. Its aim is to shove us away, distract us, prevent us from doing our work. And that is why I had to get a writing coach. (laughs) I had to do it because I can't tell you how many books I have saved in my Google Docs, my Word documents. Um, I, I don't know how many times I've started it, how many times I've uh, walked away from it, how many times I made a promise to myself and um, didn't keep it. Um, but mostly with me, I'm, it's not an excuse. It is the truth. When I decided, tell, your, tell, tell yourself the truth, Monica, what is it about? And the truth was, I didn't know how to do a lot of things. Um, Like I was talking about earlier, the structure and the flow is very different than writing an essay. It's very different than writing a social media post. It's, It's not the same at all. And I needed help there. So I am grateful and proud of myself for admitting that and, um, choosing someone that I really enjoy spending time with. So um, I don't, I didn't know her. I met her through a writing group called Hope Writers and that I had only been in a couple of weeks and I just did it because I have to complete this for myself. I believe wholeheartedly that I'm supposed to write this book. And if I don't write it, I am going to always think about it. And I don't want to always think about it. And I definitely don't want to uh, get to a stage in my life where if something happens to me and I'm not able to, we just never know uh, what might happen to prevent us from actually doing it. And that wouldn't be resistance. It would just be, you can't because of whatever life may bring. So Um, that's another great reason. If you can do something right now, you're mentally and physically able to do the things that you want to do, then you have to do them. You have to, um, if you don't know how ask it, ask yourself what it is you don't know how to do and get help. There are all kinds of coaches and people and books and, um, just so many resources that we have that are available that they're really 
is not an excuse to not um, do the things that you want to do, whether it is to learn something, quit something, um, begin a new habit, whatever it is. Um, And it doesn't have to be anything huge. It is just something tiny that you want to do, which brings me to another book I want to introduce you to, and it's called Better Than Happy, and it's by Jody Moore, and she has a podcast. I really enjoy her. She is a um, she is a life coach. She's an entrepreneur, and her quote from this book, um, I feel like it also is probably from the Atomic Habit Habits book by James Clear, um, but. She stated in her book, she's talking about her success. My guess is that I will achieve my spiritual and eternal goals in the same way that she has achieved her entrepreneurship, her her goals in her um, life coaching business that she has now. She says, it won't be the big things I do or don't do that get me there. It will be the calm culmination of many little things that shape who I am, how I see the world and the choices I make by small and simple things are great things brought to pass. And that y'all, we know that's true. I can relate that to um, usually anything physical because no one has to make me go work out. I love it. Um, It's, I, crave it. It is enjoyable for me. Um, not all things exercise, but most of it is because I know how I'm going to feel after. And I know the results, um, in a lot of different ways. I have more energy. I, um, I get that, um, endorphin hit and that feels really good and I just feel good. So, um, I can really compare that to running it. I, didn't just know how to run a marathon one day. I had to be consistent and I had to stick to a training plan and I had to show up even when I didn't feel like it. And there were so many times I didn't feel like it, but I I had to, if I wanted to be successful in that marathon and not um, have an injury and feel like I was ready to run 26 miles. So you can probably relate that to many things yourself. Um, but I just wanted to, I just wanted to share that we all feel resistance. I think if we're honest with ourselves, we all have something that we would really like to do. And it seems overwhelming sometimes to actually get it done. It seems like fear can seep in so easily with us. Of Um, not really understanding or trusting what that will look like or what the process is going to feel like or really just how. Um, For me, it's usually how. How do I start this? How do I organize this? Um, Once I get those things down, I feel so much better. But remember, that is progress when we do those things. But it is not, um, it's progress when we do those things, but it is not the thing. So it's easy for us to mistake preparation for action. Because um, trust me, 
I know how to prepare. I know how to go to conferences. I know how to sign up with coaches. I know how to find a mentor. I know how to write down verses and write in my journal. I know how to prepare now. The doing the thing, that's when the resistance comes in. It feels good to prepare because it feels like we're doing something and we are but there comes a time where you have to take all of your information and apply it with everything that we do when you know you know period and when you when you don't know you didn't know but once you know um, then it's it's our responsibility to carry it out and I'm going to suggest something else for you as well we all need mentors we all need accountability We all need someone that we can wholeheartedly trust with us, with our stuff, with with our best interest. And if you don't have a person, I want to invite you to find somebody. Um, it, It pays off to learn how to be a mentor to someone else. Um, So think of someone that you have been that to, possibly that has trusted you. And, um, and just reach out, be vulnerable and give them the things, your goals and, or whatever it is you're wanting to achieve and let them hold those things for you and pray for you with them. Um, I know when people reach out to me, it feels really good. I feel like, oh, they trust me and they thought of me to, um, to be their partner in this thing that they're wanting to do. So Turn it around and think that about the other person you're going to tell. They're going to be thrilled and honored to that you reached out to them. So um, I know sometimes that's hard to ask someone, but just flip it around and um, and know that I would say most of the time people love that and we love to help when we're asked, honored. So, okay. Well, I hope anything that I shared today was helpful for you, and I um, pray that God blesses you, and anytime, anytime you're feeling resistance, I didn't say this, but of course, ask God to help you. Pray, get all of those anxieties and worries and frustrations out, hand them to him, make an, make an exchange because his yoke is light and we can't carry all of that. And I, I know that when I release all of that heaviness and I give it to the Lord, I feel so much lighter um, in that moment. And some days, especially like yesterday and today, because they've been really heavy. Um, I, I mean, there were tornadoes in our area yesterday and then just stuff, you know, but anyway, when I hand that over to him, It's such a good feeling. And sometimes my resistance stays. Sometimes I'm still distracted. Um, But, you know, I do it anyway. And some days don't feel really productive like I would like for them to. And that's okay. I'm having to learn to accept those types of days as well. So, um, anyway, ending it again, I hope you all have a great coming uh, Um, week this coming week and um, 